Cross the Streams podcast, Dishing on the Drive series. We, If you listen to the past couple of weeks, we've done some pandemic, not recapping, because re- recapping would insinuate we're through the thing, and obviously we're not yet. Uh, but we did pandemic and business, two episodes. We did pandemic and education with folks in that field. I'm excited because these next two sessions are with coaching friends of mine. Um, that we're going to talk about coaching during the pandemic. Obviously, Kip's got his spin from what's been going on with Willamette University, D3, Bearcat Hoops, but I got a couple friends uh, that are at the big show, so to speak, and I wanted to get their take on how they've been living. Uh, And our first guest, former colleague of mine, Bearcat Hoop family member, the Big Bear, Coach Colville. How you doing, sir? Introduce yourself to the legions of Cross the Streams podcast listeners. (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you, Coach. I appreciate you having me on forward to sharing my experiences and appreciate you having me like I said so a little bit about myself uh, just finished my second year as an assistant coach at University of Montana with the women's basketball program as an alum it's been a great uh, experience being back uh, before those before these last two years I was with you for three years and super thankful that you gave me an opportunity to uh, exit high school coaching that I spent close to 20 years doing uh, at various levels in three different states and was a teacher during that time so uh now just finished up my second year like i said with the university of montana women's program and now it's currently in great falls watching my uh, daughter play the state tournament See, it's, and it's crazy how you and i you know how basketball connects everybody obviously like you mentioned yeah. we got the chance to work together for uh three years here at willam and now you're at the state double a tournament talking about schools that i obviously grew up playing against right your kids <laughs> at hellgate skyview yeah. beat sentinel last night it's insane um yeah. Yeah. appreciate you making time let's go here first question can you remember something that happened? It could have been in practice, could have been in your workouts, uh, could have been conditioning, even when you and the staff at, in Missoula met, where you kind of had the, oh, that's 100% a COVID change. Like, this this is yeah. real. Uh, the first thing, really, to me, um, it wasn't really a big thing, but, you know, we, one of us will go check the weight room when the girls are lifting in the, in the morning and just kind of see who's there. Mm-hmm. Normally, I would when I'm when the girls are lifting, the guys team is lifting as well, and so I know you know being along from the guys team, I, I interact with those guys once a bit, and I left the girls station, you know their section of the weight room, mm-hmm. and walked over to the guys section, and was talking to some of the guys in the team, and our weight coach came over and told me I can't do that, and I was like, oh yeah, my bad. So that, that was like the, <laughs> yeah, that was that was like the first immediate shock. If you ask the players. I think one of them would tell you that those electric whistles. That oh, see, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? You know, I was a, I was hesitant at first on the electric whistle. Yep. I, I stayed old school for like the first two weeks, and then I, I forgot my whistle at home, so I had to use the electric one. And I'll be honest with you, my days of playing video games were my thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or my itchy trigger finger on just pushing the triangle too much on the PlayStation, but I would have inadvertent whistle blows. <laughs> That's and awesome. I can tell you, the looks that I got from some of the girls on the team were were terrifying. Yes. And so eventually, it just became a running joke that I I was gonna <laughs> blow the whistle at some point. <laughs> uh, I love that. I'm all in on that. I'm all in on that whistle. I finally I love, solved I it. it now. I actually love it now as well because you can talk. And yes. Your mouth. Yes. I actually do like it better, but I will tell you that I I've had to really train myself to not keep my thumb on the whistle. Yes, 
That is, oh, you remember all those times, like, I would crack a whistle with my teeth because I'm just chewing on it in yes. practice. And now I don't have that problem. I finally solved, you would laugh your rear end off. Because I was like, guys, I don't like the volume of this thing. That coach, look on the side, man. It says zero, oh, yeah, one, two, three, buddy. Numbers. Yeah. You had the three different, you had like the bird yeah. call. And you had yes, I had it on bird call level one. And of course, that's nothing. I put it down to level three. It's exactly what I want, coach. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure. What is, yeah, and that's funny that you, you inadvertently burst the bubble of both programs just crossing over in the room. Was there a general like protocol for you guys? Like, was it like, hey, we're sitting down as a staff, we got five PDFs to go over before we dive into this thing? Or it was like kind of learning on no, the go? What did I it look mean, like? A lot of the credit, and this, we'll get to this later, but a lot of the credit goes to JC, our trainer. Mm. Uh, that, that, at our level, I, the trainers take care of a lot. Yeah. And, we're lucky enough that JC is the head trainer, but he's also the women's basketball trainer. So he worked his tail off um, knowing all the protocols. In fact, being ahead of the game as far as testing and yeah. when we were going to test, and he could predict what the league was going to do. And so I, a lot of the credit for us, I would say, goes to the, train, the trainers and the train staff and how they worked with the administration and the head coaches and what they're going to do. That's, so, no, that you're right. That's a great segue. And I, I think you already gave out one of your gold stars that I wanted you. How yeah. did the, the different groups talk to me about, you know, just recognizing the efforts. And I think you did a great job laying out what trainers you could even dive into it more. I mean, I know my verbiage oh. now that we're, tr we're finally testing here and we're going to get some games in April. I know, I know antigen versus PCR, like nobody's business. And I had no concept yeah. of what that was. So, Players, coaches, trainers, hand out, you know, just recognize, give some flowers to folks that really got you guys through the year. Well, I, I mentioned JC first. So first and foremost, JC and his training staff, um, without them, we, we wouldn't have been where we were. We finished the whole season. We didn't have any games on our side that were canceled. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Every, every game that we had that was canceled was because of some other issue. Gotcha. So we... We were lucky that our, our training staff and JC did an amazing job. Um, I would say players, if you're going to give out gold medals or yeah. gold stars, players will be a close second behind the trainers. Just the fact that the you know the kids that are playing college sports now. Well, first and foremost, the fact that we got to play was a blessing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of our girls at the beginning were felt the same way. You know, like the fact that we're playing teams like Portland State couldn't practice they yeah. took forever to get cleared sacramento state was was there and then you got high school like oregon's not playing right starting to open up washington california so for us to be playing was awesome but for our players to go through a fact that you know they're not experiencing the typical college atmosphere mm. like they don't get to go to football games during the, right. during the fall which is a great experience for us at university of montana and then you don't get a chance to go experience the fans for our, our home games yeah but they don't even get a chance to go to dinners mm. or hang out with each other you know they're pretty much going to practice they're going back to their homes or their dorms or their apartments and if they live with a teammate they get to interact if they don't they they're on their own and you know they're at school so the fact that they do that and then you're preparing for games but you don't know whether you're going to have games or not you know right before christmas or right during christmas you know we were going to start our first league games 
against Southern Utah and KG, another mm-hmm. one that they're yep. at, and they had to cancel, and so we were trying to find makeup games. So I can't imagine, as a coach, you know, for a game to get canceled, we did all that prep. That's a lot of work that, you know, went into the scout, but, you know, we, we as coaches quickly move on to the next yeah. game. Whereas players, you know, the, the emotional roller coaster, I couldn't imagine trying to prep for a team, going through all that, going to class, not having all the extra stuff, just just basically being in a, such a routine that's that's being laid out yeah. for you. It sounds like a lot of uncertainty for them, right? Like just yeah. existing in that. And I, I know you're a very good, you've always been great at building relationships with players. So how, could, how did you try to help them through that? I'd imagine that'd be a lot of your job. Well, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't know if this was going to be rules broken protocol for COVID. I, I just had as many kids over at my house as I could for dinner. Mm. I know, I know, a lot of coaches and a lot of programs frowned upon that, but I felt like hell. We're our bubble that JC's created is so good. Yeah. Um, the gir- my girls and my wife are around the program enough, and that, that we've been testing. So I just started really trying to have you know a couple kids from the team over for dinner. Yeah. That, that's just one thing, you know, but, you know, all of us have academic kids we meet with on a weekly, so mm-hmm. it's staff. And so we each have, me and myself and the other two assistants, Jason, Jordan, have five kids. And we just try, and I know, I know they do things, you know, yeah. just meeting the kids for coffee at the UC between, between classes and, yeah. and shooting degrees. But we meet with a kid once a week, whether it's academics or film. But I, I think you found most of those conversations were just being just conversations, how you doing, what can mm-hmm. help you, do you need extra resources, you know, yeah. is, is it okay, and, you know, some of those kids, they're away from home for the first time, and they're missing home, and they don't get a chance to go home, like, right. some fresh food on a weekend, so right. that's tough, and, and they yeah. don't even get parents in the stands for those games, right, no, yeah, no. And, and later in the year, we started getting some parents who could have family, but, but then you can't, you know, is it, can you go out to dinner with them afterwards? Well, yeah. We're saying, you know, you can, but here's the risks. And yeah. So a lot of kids just made smart decisions. And yeah. I, that, that's a tough piece. I got to go home to my family every day. Yeah. You know? And uh, the fact that we were playing, I got to do what I love by coaching every day. I, I, I felt like my day was not nearly as interrupted as a, as a student athlete, for sure. And then, you know, and then on top of that, they got to go out there and perform to a level of expectation, right? So it's, it's yeah. a, you're right, the total gold star to the yeah. players, yours and, and across the country. I know my guys are just now starting to get a feel for what this entails, like getting used to the testing routines that you guys have been living yeah. for months. And I, and I know there's some days we have been like, are, are you here right now? And then you remember, yeah, he was. He just yeah. swabbed his nose ten times uh, yeah. and moved on, waited for the yeah. result and got out here. Yeah, and there's two different types of nose swab tests you can do. As you're gonna, if you haven't found out, you're gonna find out. And you have the rapid one, and then you have the PCR yep, one. Yep, both those in play. And yep. What I found out, and what we all found out when we went to the Big Sky Conference, is that man, we have been with the rapid. We have been just beating our noses up. Mm. They, we were we were kind of doing like the PCR rapid. Yeah. They they came in and they just so delicate. <laughs> We yeah. felt like, holy smokes, what have we been doing to ourselves for right. uh, three months? Oh, that, that, you know, that's something that one of these other questions that I wanted to ask you. I think that's a part probably to the general public. I think there's a level of awareness that it was a different year for you and for everybody oh, playing. For sure. But that is like one of those small details. Like you're probably not aware, and not that you're out here seeking pity or anything, but like just awareness. Yeah, it, it's not comfortable 
to, to get your nose swabbed every day, right? What else is in that category? Stuff people probably aren't aware of that you guys went dealt with. Um, you know, nothing as drastic as the testing. You know, that's that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, tr- I'll go back to our training staff. Like, every time we had a water break, you know, whether it was an assistant trainer or a student trainer or one of us as a coaches, we would always have a spray and we'd spray the kids' hands. Mm, and mm. you're just spraying, you're disinfecting things. Yeah. And, you know, when you go play, like, you have to be like, they didn't really want us in the in the locker room meeting all the time. So you have to find different creative ways to watch films. So yeah. So bring a TV down to the – Bring a TV down to the floor and watch yeah. it set up chairs and watch the film on the on the floor and and it reminded me a lot of those film fix Tuesdays. Right. You know, watching film. But, yeah. Um, that and then you know everybody thinks that the travel piece was just a logistical nightmare and I'll give credit to our manager Hope Hope Revich. She was amazing at ordering meals. Like normally when you're traveling, you go to a nice restaurant. Yeah. You sit down as a team. You, you have quality time together and you're shooting the breeze and you're laughing and you're just, yeah. you're not talking about, you're just, you're just, you're making the memories, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and now you, you go to a hotel early in COVID and you can't even have a, a team room. Mm-hmm. So you're ordering meals. The girls are picking them up the lobby and they're going back up to their rooms with their roommates. Yeah. Yeah. And you're ordering meals from places and that takes, that's logistics because you got to get on the bus or the rental car and go pick up the meal. And mm-hmm. You're calling meals in advance, and you're double checking whether they got it, and then you're find out, man, they're still going to be late with that order. Yeah. Even if you, even if you call them three days in advance, right? Checking with them a day before. No, oh, yeah, we got the order, and then then it's, you get there and they're 45 minutes late. And, right. And, and you're and we're trying to do our part. We're trying to say, okay, let's find a local local place to you know help a local a local restaurant do get some business you know with a lot of people. And yeah. So you're trying to just be patient. So that you learned, I think what we we've learned a lot of is patience mm. and, and gratitude for the things that we didn't have. We're, we were still able to do. Yeah, yeah. What did was there aspects of just that you mentioned a little bit the film? You know, that's a staple for all of us in the in the industry, yeah. right? We're going to sit them down. We'll get them all together. We'll show film. What else for you as coaches? Like, is that affecting staff meetings where you could do it? Is that affect? You know, talk a little bit about how you guys operated as a staff. You know, it didn't operate so much as it affected us. I think we were really lucky that JC just set up protocols and said, "Here's your, here's what's going on." Mm-hmm. You know, like at first we would we would time our meetings. Okay, we're not going to be in the re- meeting for this much longer before we take a break. And yeah, find out well that doesn't really matter. So you just really tried to mask up and stay distanced. Yeah, um, and we meet as a staff in the morning. I think the biggest thing is because we share the suite with the men's staff. Um, is that we were really trying to be aware of what their concerns were. So players mm. up in, you can't have players mingling in the common area. So if right. was up there, you'd hey, let's just get in the office and shut the door and kind of be you know be be respectful of other people. Yeah, and they, I think the men's staff did the same thing. They were trying to be respectful of us. So you know, my first year there, there would be a lot, there'd be kids in that little lobby area all the time. You'd, is a great way to kind of shoot the breeze with those kids, but yeah. now you just really try to be aware of the fact that you you're trying to be respectful of other people because people were trying to play games. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Let's take our first break real quick, and we'll come right back with Coach Coville. You're listening to another episode of Cross the Streams podcast. 
Stay up to date with our latest content via SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app, as well as following us on Twitter at CrossThe underscore stream or Instagram at CTS Podcast. Now, back to the show. We're back. Second half of this uh, interview with Coach Colville from University of Women, Montana Women's Basketball. Talk to me in-game. What was it like? I mean, even looking at the benches is weird, right? Talk to me. How was it coaching in-game? Because, I mean, you get after it. I've been with you on the sidelines for many games. You like to be involved and coach kids up. How did it work? Could you even sit down next to somebody when they came out to do some correction? Uh, you know, you, you could do it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I probably wasn't following protocols. <laughs> in, in a game situation, you know how it is. But you're wearing your mask. You're, you're, you're aware of it during huddles. Yeah. Timeouts, timeouts are weird because you don't normally have like – some kids, the teams that bring those little portable benches out, they're fine. Yeah, we've we've always been like right there on the bench. Well, so now you go and you know again, our trainers always thinking of things. So he just starts putting five five chairs on, in the corner. Okay. So you every you have a timeout corner basically. Right. So then you, but then you, you know, you're a little farther away, and so I'm on mic. Hey, first buzzer, you've got to go. So you got a little extra ways you got to get on the court. But those are the differences. But you know, obviously no fans, so, you know, when I'm yelling, you can hear everything. <laughs> yeah. And, but, I mean, when anybody's yelling, you can hear anything. Um, it was – here's an interesting piece. Like, picking up other teams' calls was a little easier. Oh, yeah, right. Um, seeing, you know, the energy from the bench, you, you know, you, yep. your team was – if you have a good culture, the team, the, the energy on the bench is really more noticeable because the crowd's not there overwhelming them. Yeah. You know that, and for us, you know, the crowd is huge. not having a crowd is huge. I right. think if we had a crowd for a couple of our games, we may have picked up a few more wins this year. But it, those things are those things were different. Yeah. Uh, in game, I think you're going to find this. You're going to coach with a mask. You're going to pull your mask down to speak louder. You're going to put your mask back up. That was going to be my question. Did you have to go because you got a big voice? So did you have? Could they understand you through it, or have oh, to pull it down? Well, I just. Yeah, I'm sure they can understand me. When you're when you're the, having conversations between assistants during the game was difficult because uh, you are separated. So then you would have to lean in, or you save your conversation for a timeout. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but the basketball aspects of it are the same. You know, mm. you might have it. We I found this. We had an official or two who would come by. Hey, keep, keep your masks up. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's okay. I mean, that's fine. Right. That's. I mean, the priorities of what people are saying to each other become times, sometimes become a little different. Yeah, exactly. What you is, know, you mentioned the whistle as something that, that, you know, was kind of, hey, this isn't bad. Anything yeah. else that you think was like, we had to do it this way because of COVID, but I think I might carry this going forward. This might be like an innovation. I, I, well, I, I would say it's an innovation. innovation. Everybody's doing Zoom calls now. Mm. Um, I found earlier when, you know, when we were putting our roster together, and we had two girls in Australia, and we had a girl in, in Missouri, and we, everybody else is on the West Coast or Mountain Time. When we had these Zoom meetings to introduce everybody before they got on campus, yeah, because they couldn't be here for summer school. Right, right. You know, just doing the Zoom calls to check in to see a face. Yeah, yeah. And that for me was big. I think we'll probably continue to do that. You know, when the kids are gone, we'll have like we'll probably do Zoom calls with our academic kids, maybe mm-hmm. just one on one, or, or it doesn't have to be a Zoom. It could be a FaceTime. Yeah. You know, I think those things 
uh, are definitely going to continue. I, I think also, you know, and this doesn't change for me, but it makes you more aware of it, that you really need to check in on kids more. Mm. Just because, you know, you think they're doing great, even when they're not yeah. COVID. Tell me, I, I had a player call me and she was in tears because her car got hit. Yeah. And the, and the people were... They're older and they're trying to bully her into not wanting to do insurance, and we we got to take care of. But you know, she didn't know how to deal with that. Right, she's only a freshman. She probably never had. Any, or I had a kid call me and coach. I have a flat tire. I don't know how to. You know, like mm-hmm. just just being being able to be there for the kids. Yeah, is the biggest piece, whether it's COVID or not. Yeah, I think we we during COVID have have found that you, you got to check in on kids more, check in on each other more, your college, yeah. coaching staff, your colleagues, just to make sure people are doing well. Right. Um, and then I've really just tried to be in this, I don't know, this sounds kind of cliche. I've just really tried to be thankful for what I've had a chance to do during the year when mm-hmm. other people are not, you You are just now getting a chance to start doing what you want to do. Right. And I, I know you, you've been doing all kinds of things for 12 months right now getting ready. Right. And now you get a chance to do them. Well, I've been through a season and yeah. finished the season. And so great point. I'm, I'm kind of in reflection mode. I, I just keep going back to I'm just thankful I got a chance to coach, do what I love, be around kids, coaching games, you know, watch film. And I think those things won't change. Yeah. But I think like the, finding ways to connect with people more will be the biggest thing I yeah. want to continue to do. I, I, I co-signed that a lot, and, and you know some of our recruiting process. We found out that you know, a lot of the things we would wait to do on the campus visit, even with the parents and the players together, yeah. it actually really did work well on Zoom in the technology yeah. share. That, you know, the piece they're missing is the kids with our players, right, the, that visit sure. aspect. But some of those things really did translate well. Like we might have done it better on the Zoom than we did it when we were in person. So I, I agree with you. And then yeah. for sure the checking in piece and and trying to move past when kids tell you I'm okay. You know, trying to get deeper. It's it's not easy. You know, you gotta be great at questions, but I, I I totally agree with that. And then you were talking about, yeah, man, like been in the office for fourteen months and we just might get to play one on one on Monday and guard somebody yeah. live. You're totally right. It does make you like, you know, I really enjoy some simple things. And so getting those back is is huge. Yeah. What's it been like for you before we let you go? What's it like in the stands, Dad? You got two girls on a great team in Montana, the state tournament, right? Like, how are you handling it? Are you sitting away from folks? Are no, you si- no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky that the, 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 parent, the parent group at Hellgate is awesome. Uh, and the players, you know, moving here into a new team. Yeah. High school, they were, super, they were super accepting of my daughters and – you know, they, they're at the house all the time. But as far as watching it, I, I'm a wreck. <laughs> you know, is it worse? I, is it worse than I, coaching? It is worse yeah. than coaching. You know, the, the part as a coach where I'm nervous, that 20 minutes when the teams are warming up and you're just like kind of gut feeling like, Ugh, I just want this game to start tipping off. Yeah, yeah. That's the entire feeling I have during the entire high school game. <laughs> and... I think, you know, I don't. I'm not a yeller or a Right, right. I'm completely opposite as a parent as I am as a coach. Yep. And I, I've i really tried to learn, and here it goes back to the thankful people. I've just, I, I don't get a chance to watch all their games. Right. And so when I do, 
I really relish in the fact that Austin, my oldest, is a great teammate. She's like one of the best freaking cheerleaders on the, mm-hmm. on the bench, and she's up on the bench supporting her team. And and then Alex getting the chance to play a little bit more and have some success. And the team is young, so they still have all this core nucleus coming back yeah. again for a year. Well, I saw the picture you put up when they were in together, and it, I don't know if it was a zone, but it looked like a zone, and I don't know if there was an opening oh. with the Coville girls side to side. There was no opening in that zone. No, and, and I tell you what, it's uh, it's fun to watch them play. Yeah. I, I keep going back, my gosh, they were just, when we moved to Oregon in, in mm-hmm. 09, they were 5-3, and three, and now I have a graduating senior and Ugh. a sophomore, and... I, I just I try to really be just thankful to get a chance to watch him play. Yep. I try to when I go home to say I enjoyed watching you play. I, I, I really I, I try to keep the coaching aspect out of it. Yeah, but they're te- they're teenagers too, so I can tell you right now they don't even want to hear that. Right. <laughs> and sometimes those car ride homes are a little quiet. Yeah, just where they are, and then they go they get their food and they go straight down to the room. Uh, and uh-huh. so it's like. Who who are we going to notice more? Say semis today. It's not going to be you. It's going to be Ange. We're going to notice Ange there more, or we're not going to know either one of you is there. No, we're going to be pretty quiet. We'll 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 say things to each other. But yeah. Pretty quiet. It's it's actually pretty cool. And you know this. You know Ryan and Kelly. Yep. Yep. You know I, I get a I get a chance to sit in the stands with one of my former teammates, a guy I've stayed close with since I played here, and his wife is close to your family. Yep. And. We get a chance to watch our daughters play. That's really so cool. We, yeah, we, that, that's pretty. That's pretty pretty neat experience. And um, you know how just the, watching kids grow up and form new relationships. Like, you know, my kids have moved around a lot the last couple of years. Hopefully, they'll be like me and they'll know people in four or five different states everywhere they go. They yeah, say, oh, get in touch with that person. They may not know it now, but they'll have they have friends in California. They have friends in Oregon. And yeah, different cities. They have friends in Montana now. And so when they're older, they'll, they'll be able to travel around and get a chance to see people that they grew up with. Right, right. Well, you go enjoy the game, Dad. Yeah, exactly. In, in, 7.30 tip-off. There you go. Hellgate Knights versus the uh, Bozeman Hawks, I think. Yeah, is. see, that's a little Cat Grizzly. That's a little Cat Grizzly there. Yes. The, under, the understudies for these, that's awesome. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.